welcome to Multiverse Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse, now in podcast form. I am Luke, your host, and this week we have a returning guest, our accidental Punisher expert, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Golden. I don't know that I could still even call myself an accidental expert. <laughs> I think I'm still, I think I'm still on the fringes, but I'm learning more every day. And and uh, and Luke, isn't that the whole point of life? Is you want to learn something new every day about the Punisher? Yeah, I mean, learning should always be fun. It should never be a punishment. <laughs> I love it. They say maybe you should lose yourself. Ooh, yeah, I like it. Well, let's go into that castle. <laughs> Of learning, that Frank Castle of learning. <laughs> and we'll find some cool skull t shirts in there. Look, I didn't have much. I knew going into it, into that joke, I didn't have much in the tank. I went in anyway. Sometimes big risk, big reward. Other times you take a big risk and you fall. That's okay. That's all right. If uh, it's it's it reminds me a little bit of what's going to happen to a Frank Castle, he fails in a, in, a, in part of this, in a big way. Yeah, we have not actually said what we are covering this week. It is Eminem Punisher. So, so this isn't this is an alternate universe. This took this did not take place in World Six One Six. Correct. It is a unnumbered universe though it has the marvel wikia trn or temporary reference number of 194 and is that of any significance 194 would that be its own universe in and of itself it would be its own universe but the temporary reference numbers are for the worlds that marvel has not given an official numbering to and so those are typically added in order as they needed to be created i see gotcha okay so mm-hmm. it's kind of this so the eminem punisher universe is an, is an island unto itself as far as we know i mean they could always find another world and be like oh yeah this is a future where tony stark was killed by the mandarin as well right right like th- a uh A similar thing happened with the character Spider-Gwen, where she was inserted into a pre-existing universe, but then that has been fleshed out since. Okay. All right. Great. Good. So we're not, this is, uh, this could be, for all we know, this could take place in the Age of Apocalypse. This might be early in the Age of Apocalypse universe, and we don't know. We may find that out in some, uh, an issue at some point. I don't necessarily think Age of Apocalypse, but you know, maybe a Marvel twenty ninety nine. Sure, let's say let's say for sure that that is the case. It's Spider Man twenty ninety nine, but Eminem is there. Mm-hmm. This is just before it reached the year twenty ninety nine because this was a two thousand nine uh, special comic that was produced to go along with the release of a album. That came out then, whose name I forgot to write down. 2009. Oh boy, that is past my listening of Eminem. If it were the Marshall Mathers LP, I would know it, but I I know that that came out earlier than 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 uh, 2009. Uh, it would be Relapse. Relapse. 
this would have been after he became Academy Award winner Eminem. Oh, well, he was well, he was on top of the world at that point mm-hmm. with uh, "Lose Yourself." So is is "Lose Yourself" from Relapse? Is that what's happening? No, no. "Lose that's... Yourself" was from the Eight Mile soundtrack. The Eight, the Mile, Eight soundtrack. Mile soundtrack was two thousand two. The Eight Mile soundtrack was two thousand. So wait, what did he just win an award for in 2009? What did he just win? Or you're saying a couple um, of years, a couple of years, a couple of years okay. after. Yeah, I mean, you win after. your Academy Award and people will keep mentioning that for sure. like the rest of your life. Absolutely. As well, as well. I, and listen, I would. I would definitely mm-hmm. do it. It's all I would talk about. Just be like, oh, it's eight. Hey everybody, it's me, Academy Award winner Jeffrey Gold. My friends would be like, "Shut up about that! Please shut up about that!" And then you tell him to kiss your Oscar. That's right, which I have on me at all times. I just pull yes. that out. Yeah, so so I would say Eight Mile would be like the end of my like Eminem experience. I would put that at like the that would be like at the end, and then like my name is. Uh, Slim Shady, I would put that at the beginning. So probably I'm paying attention to Eminem, I'm guessing 1998 to 2002, let's say. Yeah. Right. Okay, great. So this 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 came out a little later. What was the impetus for uh for making uh this comic? It was it it was to promote an album? It was to promote his his recent album. Uh yeah. It was a sort of album tie-in Eminem had wanted to do a comic and Marvel was sort of looking for a person Fred Van Lente who ended up writing the comic he checked out some of Eminem's music after being assigned the comic by Nate Cosby and initially this was an eight-page story and then it got expanded out and all in all it took about a month to make mm-hmm. uh Salvador LaRocca who is also a big Eminem fan did the art uh Frank D'Armata did the color and the letters in production were by VCs Joe Caramanga and Corey Petit. Well, they, they whipped this out fast in a month. That's mm-hmm. uh, that is a very fast turnaround time for a for a twenty two page comic book. It, it seems a lot shorter than twenty two pages, though. It does. That's true. It doesn't have a lot of panels, and it doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of writing. It's a very simple story. Um, that uh that that they do and it's yeah it's a lot of the it's just a lot of big beats a lot mm-hmm. of big action beats it's a cat and mouse game really yes a pulse pounding thriller by Eminem who did you know that according to IMDb was working on his fourth LP in September of 2003 i i did not but i i it makes sense. It checks out. It scans. Did you know that Eminem is left-handed? I did not. Is that the source of his anger and frustration with the uh, with the world and and pop music specifically? Everybody's right-handed, and uh, we're uh, the Backstreet Boys and Christina Aguilera uh, all right-handed, and he being a left-hander, a southpaw, got him frustrated. Maybe. Did you know that he is good friends with Jay-Z? Again, that, I mean, I didn't, but it's something that I that I feel like, yeah, that that makes sense. It's not a there's not a huge community 
I imagine. Once you're at the top of the rap game, there's not a lot of, of not a lot of other people there. So I imagine they all they all know each other. Did you know that Eddie Guzelian, a producer on the hit Disney Channel TV show American Dragon Jake Long, that started in 2005, wrote in his blog for the show that the character of Jake's little sister was named Haley after Eminem's daughter because he is a big Eminem fan and was actually listening to one of his albums while creating the character. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, Boy, Haley has a... uh, I did not know that. Haley Mm -hmm. in the Eminem universe has a pretty, pretty fucked up life. Judging by uh, the things that his father says, that her father says about her mother, um, so that kind of casts a, a little bit of a dark cloud over that children's cartoon. Did you know that he was parodied on Saturday Night Live, which started in 1975 by Chris Parnell? Uh, are, oh, so are we saying that? Uh, that, uh, that, is that, is that referring to, um, Lazy Sunday, the Lonely Island? Are they, or is, was there an Eminem sketch that Chris Parnell was in? I believe that'd be an Eminem sketch. The IMDB trivia is inconsistent and unclear many times. <laughs> That's fair. IMDB is like, it's like a weird remnant of like first edition internet. It's like, like, ain't it cool news? It's like a little bit more, it stays a little bit more relevant than that, but it's still, it's like, it's, it's like, I, nowadays I would look up a movie on the Wikipedia. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to IMDb for any specific reason. So, yeah, I might end up there by accident, but uh, probably not going there on purpose. Did you know his maternal grandmother was married five times and he is her grandson from her first marriage? I did not know that. Uh, pretty cool. It's a lot. Yo, boy, you have all these cool facts at, just at your fingertips. You have... Yeah, you might say I'm going to lose myself in them. Whoa. What is your, uh-huh. what is your favorite Eminem song? I think Lose Yourself is the only one I'm actually familiar with. My parents were very much the rap is not something that we'd prefer you guys to be into. And then when I got into it, it was weirdly like the British hip hop scene and then the nerdcore scene. Right, right. I I listened Mm -hmm. to some nerdcore, some MC Front a lot, uh, some MC Mm. Chris. But I listened to Eminem too. Um, I, my... uh, Thinking about Eminem brings a very specific time in my life. I my first comedy thing that I ever did was I was a, a satirist on a, like a like a song parodist on a website called MP3.com, which was around during the Napster era. And yeah. there, the basically the business model, the idea was well, you'd go to Napster to find to rip you know, famous artists like Eminem, or you would go to mp3.com to download music from unsigned artists and you could sell CDs and stuff like that. And I was very popular on that site. What I used to do was, this was when I was in high school, I used to get MIDI files. For those of you who don't remember uh, listening, don't know what a MIDI is. 
you are congratulations you're young first of all so good good on you do you know what it, you remember what a midi what a midi is right luke Oh, I still use those things to make uh, music at the end of episodes of Exile. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, they're great. They were mm-hmm. basically like, uh, it's like imagine a Casio keyboard uh, versions of all your favorite songs. And uh, that's mm-hmm. what midis sound like. And so I used to sing over midis of popular songs. And the most popular one was my Eminem parody. Um, my name is Will Shatner. And the premise was that William Shatner thought that Eminem was ripping him off because that he had invented like talk singing in the 1970s mm-hmm. with uh, Rocket Man. And uh, so, so I, 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 I absolutely loved my favorite Eminem song was the real Slim Shady. Mm-hmm. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. And I still listen to, and I, when I listen to it today, it's still pretty funny. I, I still think it holds up. I mean, there's a lot of problematic stuff. There was stuff that was problematic even at the time, but it's legitimately funny. Um, and in the music video, he has a build a cat doll, which was uh, my favorite comic strip, uh, Bloom County. And so uh, in the insane asylum. So I always, real some shady. I loved. And then like everything after that, but it felt like that was my high point of my fandom because he was also making fun of the same people I was making fun of in on mp3.com. So I thought I, I saw I, I at the time I saw in him a kindred spirit, somebody who mm-hmm. didn't like the TRL set, you know, and was willing to speak out about it. Um, so yeah, pretty ridiculous, but um, you know, that was in high school. How do you feel about the fact that he refused to let Weird Al shoot a video? I, of his song, I always of the uh, that, Catch Potato song. Yeah, I always thought that sucked. Um, you know, listen, I will, you know, like, uh, uh, who was it that did um, Ride and Dirty? Was that Chum Millionaire? Yes. I mean, White and Nerdy was a huge hit for, for Weird Al, and it only boosted, you know, it only boosted the profile of Chum Millionaire he knew when giving permission that like he had made it that like this was as, this oh, was yeah. as good as it was going to get. So, so I don't know. I, I always thought, and then like, he also feuded with triumph, the insult comic dog, I think at like an MTV movie award, like they made fun of him, triumph made fun of him and he didn't, he got salty about it. Um, so yeah, he could dish it out real well. He couldn't really take it at all. But he was really good at dishing it out. I mean, that was the thing about him is that he was he was in his prime. Excellent. Like truly uh, it was truly world. But anyway, uh, I know I disapprove of his the way he handled the Weird Al situation better, better than uh, that. He didn't disapprove it completely. But I think it's kind of dumb that he didn't approve the, the music video. I don't know. It's pretty lame to me. Now, I am DB fact. He did a spoof interview with Stephen Colbert called Only in Monroe, set in Michigan, but was thrown off by Stephen's humor. Mm. Yeah, again, another example. He's like, he'll do it. He'll like, sure, what the fuck, I'll do it. And then when they're making fun of him, which is the whole point, he's like, fuck this, I'm out, you know. So thin-skinned, but uh, but again, very good at dishing it out. So, so that was... That was sort of his, uh, 
raison d'etre. That was his, <laughs> sorry, I'm butchering that word. That was his reason for being there, was uh, to go on the offensive and to be offensive. And he was, successfully. Well, speaking of raison d'etre, we have ours, which is to cover this Absolutely. comic. Absolutely. Let's dive in. On a Sunday in Central Park, Frank Castle's family was killed in a rain of mob bullets. From that day on, Castle was reborn as a relentless vigilante dedicated to one thing, sending evil men to their graves. He is the Punisher. Yeah. And uh, and let's be clear, he's a killer. The Punisher is, a, is definitely a killer. He's no Batman. He's not like he's not like doing everything he can to not kill people. Like the Punisher definitely kills people. I'll have I'll have something to say about that later on. I'm just just setting the stage for future comments. Meanwhile, Marshall Mathers dropped out of high school to pursue a career in hip hop, gaining popularity in freestyle battles. Mathers was able to escape the streets of Detroit and become one of the most talented and controversial MCs on the planet. He is Eminem. What happens when they get together and start getting real? <laughs> the um, I don't. I, I gotta say, Eminem. Well, all right. I'll, I'll we'll illustrate. The comic will illustrate why. But uh, this is very much a versus comic, and uh, I don't know how uh, Eminem stacks up against uh, some of uh, Punisher's other uh, rogue. Some of the other character in Punisher's rogues gallery. Not really well. But uh, I guess no. more uh, more on that in, more on that soon. So after a show in Detroit, Michigan, the home of Eminem, Eminem wants to get into his limbo and get some chili dogs at Lafayette, which is the home of the famous Detroit Chili Dog Wars. And those chili dogs are also staples of Detroit, Michigan, the home of Eminem. Right. The Punisher shows up, and when Eminem security including this universe's version of Salvador La Roca, the comic illustrator here, pulls a gun on him. The Punisher kills them all. Yeah. It's pretty... It's a pretty crazy... It's a pretty crazy move. This this whole thing. Yeah, it, it escalates very quickly. In, like, two panels. It's, like, literally, like... It takes two panels for Punisher to, like, murder a ton of people. So Eminem shoots at the Punisher a bit before he is pulled back by his childhood friend, Barracuda, who recommends that they run. Okay. Now, the last Can time... I, I'm sorry. That we, Can I very quickly yep. interject? I want to talk about... I want to talk about this spread for a minute um, mm-hmm. and similar spreads. Take a look at the way Eminem's face is drawn. In this panel. Oh, yeah. And in other panels, especially, like in other close-up panels, especially. It's super weird. La Roca has a uh, notoriety for being one of the people who often traces faces. Right. It's very evident. I mean, it's super clear. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at, just like, look at the, like, look at the two faces that are most clear in this, in this spread. One is the guy who's saying it's the motherfucking Punisher. He looks like a comic book character. <laughs> then you look at Eminem and he looks like 
like an oil painting of Eminem. <laughs> like it looks like I like went to a art gallery or something, and it's like here's portraits of famous people or something. It's very it's very strange. They ran a few Galsine blurs on his face. Right. Yes. Yeah. There's no photo. No Photoshop filter uh, is going to perfectly cover up the fact that this is not look drawn. It just looks like they yeah. inked over a photograph. Um, I don't know. Do you find? I mean, is, is it weird to you? Does it take you out of it? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It takes me out of it. It's like if this is your favorite dude, Loroka, which is why you wanted to draw Eminem. Why, why are you doing this sort of phoning and work? I mean, other than the faces, it all looks pretty yeah. damn good. But that that effect, and I don't, I don't think that it was the coloring job. I like somehow. I don't think that was what caused this weird effect that happens on all their faces. As usual, we'll have a image gallery up on the right. website. Yeah, you can see for judge for yourself. I find that it's like I, 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 I personally, I'm actually a big fan of uh, of Fumetti comics. I love like live action photos turned into comics. I think they're great. I've done several of them, but um, this uh, this is just weird, uncanny valley stuff to me it like it looks too real um so yeah i'm just like yeah that's that's weird um but yeah he but he meets up with his with his good buddy barracuda his old pal yeah which is now a recurring character for yeah, you yeah that's true this will be my second episode mm-hmm. in which uh barracuda plays a major factor i like i also like the sitcom way in which they like tie the two of them together they're like, you know, it's like my, you know, like Cousin Oliver. It's like, it's like, oh, my old, my old buddy Barracuda. Oh, yeah. We grew up on the streets. Yeah, we grew up on, on uh, Capital The Capital Streets together. So Eminem doesn't want to run until the Punisher shoots a rocket at Eminem's car. <laughs> and so they escape into one of the many dilapidated houses in Detroit and decide to try and trick him into coming in. The Punisher tries to talk Eminem down, but when he walks into the house, Eminem takes him by surprise, beats him several times with a gun, and then shoots him, but he's an idiot and shoots exactly where he has body armor instead of his head, which is uncovered, which is like, yeah, I mean, if he's... I, I get why. Well, right, I mean, for plot convenience purposes, but, like, I mean, if he is, like, if we're saying Eminem is, like, a hardened gangster, which, I mean, he's obviously, he rolled, you know, it's in his background, but if mm-hmm. we're saying, like, he is at this level where he's, like, constantly carrying a gun around and murdering people, like, yeah, shoot him in the head, man. I mean, that's a that's a given. <laughs> Do you think that this shady was just imitating? Um, I think it's a weird. I think it's a weird imitating of uh, Slim Shady. That third panel again, not to harp on it, but like look at those gross shadows. That panel's really gross with the blood dripping. It's like a gross looking panel. I don't like looking at it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, also, also. I mean, he is, okay, so, like, in the lore of Eminem, there's, like, Uh Eminem, Marshall Mathers, and Slim Shady, 
Those are like three separate entities. Now, he's saying here, you don't want to mess with Shady. I mean, is he just referencing his song? Is he in that moment embodying Slim Shady? Is it like a Jekyll and Hyde situation? Is his worst, is Slim Shady his worst self and Marshall Mathers his best self? And Eminem is sort of a weird, like a container for those two personalities. I, I don't know. I it's a there's a lot I don't know about Eminem, unfortunately, but uh, so I can't answer that. I mean, maybe IMDb facts has an answer for us on the, on that. I've got one better for you. I have gone to the greatest repository of knowledge, Yahoo Answers. Wonderful. Okay, great. And the question is, how many names does Eminem okay. have? It was asked by Lizzie, sure. who says, I know Eminem is one of them, duh, and his real name, and Slim Shady, and what else? And luckily for us, our good friend, sorry, something has gone wrong, okay. uh, says there is Eminem, which is the stage name stylized as Eminem. Right. There is Slim Shady, the evil alter ego of right. Eminem. There is Marshall Bruce Mathers the third, his right. real name. There is M which is a shortening of Eminem used a fair bit among fans and his sure. friends. There is, there is slim, a shortened version of slim yeah. shady. There is Eminem like the candy, which was his original stage name, which later became Eminem. So I guess that's a crispy cream type. Wait, thing so that he how has. did he spell it? Was it, he spelled it like the candy M and M like a pasta with a uh, ampersand. Yes. Oh shit. You never hear about that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> And then there is Jimmy B. Rabbit slash Bunny Rabbit Smith, the part that Marshall plays in his semi-autobiographical film, uh, Eight Mile. Oh, I, I've never actually seen Eight Mile. Is it good? Yeah, I I mean, it is pretty much Karate Kid, but with rap. Sure. Well, Karate Kid is good. Mm-hmm. Would you say this comic is better than or... Not as good as uh, Eight Mile. Uh, Eight Mile got some Academy and nods for reasons, and this mostly exists in the memories of people writing weird Punisher crossover comic articles for Cracked or BuzzFeed. <laughs> right. So, so I, I get, I, I get that. I get that. Um, yeah. All right. Well. What? All right. So, so we have this. Uh, so yeah. So Eminem. Stupidly shoots him in the chest a bunch of times. Frank Castle in the chest a bunch of times. He had the opportunity to kill Frank Castle. He screwed it up. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for Shady, nay Eminem, Barracuda had been hired to kill Eminem. And the Punisher was trying to stop Barracuda. And that is when Barracuda shoots Eminem several times in the chest. And look at the way that they're drawn in this, in this page. It's like a completely different style of artwork. It looks completely different. The shading is much more, uh, the blacks are much more exact. Like if you go, like, like look at the, okay, so look at the panel before. Look at the waka, waka, waka panel, the, mm-hmm. which is like a pack, it's like Pac-Man is in the room with them. Waka, 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 eating cherries. Look at the way the shading is on that panel. And then look at the very next page, the first page of slim shit. It's like completely different. I don't know. I'm obs- I don't know why I'm obsessed with this. I just find it so weird. It's a, such a weird choice, but maybe the fact that it was made in a month is like, has a lot to do with it. Just like, 
and it's a recurring thing with LaRocca's comics. Like he did right. a long run on Iron Man with Matt Fraction and a few other things. So, man, I just I would have trouble reading them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Barracuda gets the drop on Slim Shade and also decides to shoot him in the chest too. Mm-hmm. Even though in this panel it looks like he's pointing a gun directly at his face. <laughs> so Count. again. Yeah, comics. Funny. So when Punisher and Eminem wake up, they've been chained together. Eminem rightly calls the Punisher out for shooting all of his men first just because they drew on him. And Punisher (laughs) tries to justify it, but they didn't fire. And then he tries to do some, like, broken window policing where it's like, and I assume all of them have prior offenses, which is some bullshit justification. Can you agree with me on that? Oh, my God, it's the biggest bullshit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just goes to show you this guy should not have, you know, gun control, folks. Let's uh, maybe not have people who are this reckless and crazy uh, carrying a lot of firearms. Punisher shot first. Yeah, he sure did. Mm -hmm. So Barracuda reveals that the Parents Music Council hired him to murder Eminem. That's great. Yeah. I like that a lot. The uh, that is goofy and fun, and if I mean that's what that's something that I remember about that time, about the late '90s, early aughts with Eminem. He was a big story. He was a big. Con- it was very. He was very controversial, and in a way that like it's hard to remember now. In like when like the president like dominates like every bit of news <sighs> and like sucks up all the air and like politics is like all anybody thinks about. But like back then, like parents, like there was this weird line that like parents were walking where they would have to be like, the the common liberal line was like, was like, I respect his talent, but like, I don't appreciate like what he's saying. Like if you were like a cool, like liberal parent, like that's how you would like deal with that issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I take objection to some of the lyrics, but I, I recognize that he is very talented, you know, trying to split hairs. I can understand that he likes to get down and get G <laughs> with it, but I just can't stand the way that he's talking about disrespecting authority figures. <laughs> I'm an I mean, authority yes. figure. <laughs> I mean, yes, exactly, 100%. Um, so yeah, so like that's a very funny that's like a very funny bit of satire. So good work on that. That I, I like that. I almost mm-hmm. kind of want like I wish that like the parents music council, like we could see that, like visualize them. Yeah. Like in this comic. I think that would have been a that would have been a funny way to go. Be like, I don't know, it's a tipper gore or somebody just mm-hmm. like the packing a giant an AR fifteen or whatever. Ugh. <laughs> So, because both of them survived the murder attempts, Barracuda has decided to toss them somewhere cold, which gets really, really weird, because it looks like all of a sudden the sky is, like, green and orange, and it's like, did you get them up to Antarctica, like, really fast? And so I decided to use my research brain, and the best thing I can figure is that he drove them to Lake Huron, which does regularly get ice flows and you can apparently go ice fishing there. So I'm assuming that's where it is. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. Um, Cause we don't well, get a location. 
they've been knocked out for a long time. Yeah, but I mean, getting out of Detroit is always sort of hell. And you can get to Lake Huron because you're going to need to rent the boat. You're going to need to get on the, on the lake. Right. So, like, four hours can get you into a mostly open part of Lake Huron. But wouldn't, like, I mean, wouldn't it have made more sense to just, like, shoot them in the head before they woke up and then dump their bodies into that lake? Yeah, Barracuda's <laughs> plan does not make sense here because his next thing is he tosses Eminem off the side and remarks on how he's now going to sell all of his Eminem merch. But it's dumb because it's like, hey, you know what would have been a really good thing to do? Buy up all that shit that you can get before the price rises and then like sell it at that point. But Barracuda does not think well here. No. I mean, again, he's saying jumpstart on selling all my M&M junk, but that's the wrong thing. Yeah. You would, the price doesn't go down when someone dies. The price goes up. Yeah. You want to wait like a week or two for that price to rise because the demand is going to go up. He should be buying all that shit first. It, it does not make sense. Barracuda, there's a reason why you are not going to make it out of this comic. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yes, exactly. This panel I find pretty funny, though. This one where Eminem hit the ice flow and his, his butt's in the air. It looks yeah. really stupid. <laughs> That's it is, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. He uh, tosses him and the ice is too thick so it doesn't break. Barracuda decides to try and shoot him with a sniper rifle. Right. Uh, the Punisher kicks Barracuda, so he misses the shot. And that's when Eminem is somehow able to run off and find a guy who is ice fishing. And this guy just happens to be a major Eminem fan who has a chainsaw with him that he was using to cut a hole in the ice. Also, he sure, like, goes from, like, being down on the ground to, like, being up and, like, walking calmly, like, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like... We don't have, like, you would expect, like, I would expect to see, like, a page of Frank Castle and Barracuda fighting between these two moments, you know? Like, I think I need a little bit more of that before you could just show, like, Eminem, like, jauntily making his way over, you know, no particular speed, just kind of walking casually on the ice over to, I mean, he should have been a pretty easy shot. At this point, you know. Especially with a damn sniper rifle on a beautifully clear day. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, Yeah, so he borrows this guy's chainsaw. (laughs) And, yeah. Barracuda, meanwhile, is beating the heck out of the Punisher. Hold on, before we go, before we leave this page, what do you think of the look that Eminem gives that guy... Uh, right before he takes his chainsaw. <laughs> oh, the DreamWorks smirk? Is, is it a... Okay, that's what I... I, I Like, I, at first I was like, is that a smirk? Is, mm-hmm. this a, is this a smirk? Like, a smirk I understand, but he's not really smiling. He's just... He seems kind of, like, a little agitated. Maybe he's got a little bit of tummy trouble. Like... <laughs> The more you look at it, the more it's like, you know, I might go and charge, cause a little mischief. I, yeah, but he doesn't seem to have any, like, 
there's no like 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 when you're committing mischief, like there's a kind of like a joy in that. Like there's like a mm-hmm. fun. I don't see like any fun in his expression. It's just sort of like I think if I had to put words in this panel, it would be, oh yeah, you've got a chainsaw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like oh you've got a chainsaw. Like it's almost like just a tacit acknowledgement that like a chainsaw is there. I think it would work better if he did have a witty one-liner here. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it's it's weird. So I do like M&M, the guy, though. I like the ice fishing guy. Like random I, bearded man. Yeah, random bearded man. I like. I get a beer with random bearded man. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyway. He, He's he's a fascinating character. I mean, we see him and he's got his iPhone or iPod there listening while ice fishing. And otherwise, he, like, maybe this is his attempt to try and, like, connect with his son. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. That would make that would make a lot of sense. They've bonded over this. He's wearing fingerless gloves while ice fishing. Yeah, that's something. He, but he says, well, he says, I've got a house full of your pictures and your posters. I mean, I guess in theory that could be from his kid, like his kid bought a bunch of them mm-hmm. and then he just started liking him. I, I get, I would get that. I buy that. Yeah. Um, the, he's the blimpo of this, of this universe. <laughs> it's like you a bumpo. Yeah. Bumpo. Thank you. Bumpo of this universe. <laughs> just kind of like a random guy. Who, there's one weird thing about him. Like, in this case, like, he's a random guy. And the one weird thing is that he's, like, a huge Eminem fan with a chainsaw. Um, so, yeah, I can appreciate that. There's two things I love in this life. Him <laughs> and him and ice fishing on the Lake Huron. And, chain, and, third, and the third thing is chainsaws. He also enjoys chainsaws. So Eminem reappears with a chainsaw and just murders Barracuda by running that thing through him as fast as he can and tossing his dead body into the ocean. Oh, but not before slicing off his fingers first, as is the theme of Punisher comics. (laughs) People's fingers always have to come off, I guess. It's a lot of (laughs) finger slicing. Oh, man, it is grisly to what he does to Barracuda. He definitely yeah. puts a chainsaw through him. It fucking sucks. How many like stronger characters have like fought Barracuda and lost? I think it's interesting that like Eminem gets this win over Barracuda. Well, it was uh, it's a weird thing because Barracuda started off in the Marvel Max line, and there he was sort of this unkillable force. He even had his own miniseries. For a while. And then like Punisher finally got around to killing him. But he kept surviving. Like he lost an eye. He got cuts all over his body. Right. It was sort of almost like a cruel joke. How much he survived. Right. He, which is the way a lot of Punisher villains work. Right. It's like crazy. So I mean presumably if there was an Eminem v Punisher 2. He would have survived. Barracuda would have survived this. And he would just be like have his like shoulder would be taped up and his like, he'd have like a weird fake hand or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's what happened. That, that's the uh, storyline for the uh, Eminem Iron Man cover Punisher or the Eminem Iron Man cover that there is out there. Yeah, I saw that. 
But that's not a comic. That was just like no. an idea. It was just a variant. <laughs> yeah, it was a variant cover for the album that came out that year. I see. Yeah, all right. Eminem occupies a very weird space in Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, well, he sure he sure uh, chainsaws that guy. Sure chainsaws the Barracuda to death, presumably. So Punisher gets free and forces Eminem onto the ice because, oh, Eminem just killed a dude, even though it's in self-defense. Like, the Punisher laws and rules here are very bad. Yeah, I mean, he did it. Punisher did it. Mm -hmm. He killed a bunch of people without very much provocation. And, like, Eminem was, like, fighting for his life in that situation. I mean, clearly Frank was just getting back at him for... uh, shooting him earlier i mean that was my interpretation is that his moral code is bullshit that he's just like wants revenge on eminem Mm -hmm. and so he forces eminem onto the ice and then shoots a ring out around him but he throws eminem a satellite phone to call for rescue and then he sails off to deal with the parents music council and eminem asks him to say that shady sent him yeah good well, there you go. The and uh, and thus our story is that the the shooting of the thing is kind of a Looney Tunes. The shooting like the ring around the 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 ice. That was kind of yeah. a Looney Tunesian idea. Um, well, what'd you what'd you think of it? What'd you think of it, Luke? Well, that is why we're going to Trials of the Multiverse. Ooh, Trials of the Multiverse. So normally we have, well, like for Marvel Noir, which we finally got around to ranking on here, we'll wait. But since you are the guest and you are the person who has helped to cover this one with me, I will let you help me to put it on. Marvel Noir, just for your reference, got on the 138th place on our list out of 510. Wow. So you've covered 510 different alternate universes. And mm-hmm. and Marvel Noir came out one thirty. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. What is what was the what is the worst universe at this point? What is the low? What has been deemed the worst alternate universe? Uh it is called Spidey Baby. <laughs> the Spidey Baby universe. Uh, <laughs> it is a world where Spider Man and Mary Jane had a anthropomorphic spider baby. Oh, oh, see, the first thing in my head, I imagined, like, X-Babies. But you're saying that this is, like, a more realistic universe where they just have, like, a baby who has spider powers? No, it is super cartoony. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, Oh, that's too bad. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Okay, so that's the worst one. Yeah, Mary Jane gets reduced into being, like, a... Sarah Bellum from the Powerpuff Girls, where she's literally just a statuesque body with hair covering her head and no other personality. Right. She's the mom now. Now that she's a Mm -hmm. mom, she can't have a personality. She's a mom. Dropping a link in Zencaster so you can gaze upon the horror. Oh, yeah. Let me see. Thank you. Uh, Let's see. Okay, great. Oh, Oh, yeah, great. Wow. That's interesting. That is interesting. And was this a what if 
a comic or was this like yeah what it was uh it was a backup joke in what if volume two number 34 i think it might appear in some other places right but it's it has been unclear so far i mean what's interesting is that he looks spider baby looks kind of like marvin from the comic strip marvin um oh yeah that guy killed Devin in the future marvin yeah or no no that was baby blues baby got blues, baby. this is marvin I think he's called Marvin. He's another comic yeah. strip baby. Um, and uh, yeah, this, this is, he looks a lot like that, but blue. It's weird. Very weird idea. Um, what's the best in the trial? What's the best multi, what's the best multiverse? Uh, currently the top of our list is what if J Jonah Jameson adopted Spider-Man? That's interesting. So the, both the best and the worst are like, adoption like child stories surrounding spider-man that's mm-hmm. interesting all right great all right so let's put this universe on trial so how do you feel about it compared to the marvel noir universe which you would have context yes. for? better or worse um i ooh, oh boy is this better or worse than marvel noir hmm Boy, that is a tough one. Um, I I think I liked Marvel Noir better only because it was like I could I liked the possibilities of it more. Like this this uh-huh. literally felt like a it felt like a promotion for an album. You know, like this definitely is a one of these crossovers that is like this is a kind of like a standard crossover. It's like we, we we're trying to make a, it's a story about making these two characters both look good in contrast to each other. Um, but there isn't much, there isn't much under the hood. I mean, I don't know. On the other hand, on the other hand, Marvel noir has all those animals being killed, which I really hated. I hated that they mm-hmm. killed all those animals for no reason. Oh, it's tough. What do you think? I think it's a bit yeah. worse. Yeah. Uh, I don't like either of them, but I, I would. I think you're right. I think it's a bit worse. A little less imaginative. Uh, you know, there's not as much fun to be had, and uh, and the rules of what pun of Punisher's morality are fair are upsetting. As are the rules of the way it's drawn, of the way way faces look. <laughs> yeah. The Punisher Noir is a consistent art style that I, I appreciate. So going down a few is the Marvel Live uh, universe, which now has a sequel out. That is the live stunt show that Marvel puts on, which I... And Devin both saw separately. I actually drove up to Michigan oh, to fuck. see what, it. Where was it? Where did it take place? In like an amusement park? Or? No, no. They rent out like a studio, like a circus would. Oh, I see. Right. So it's its own like independent, like it's like going to see the ice capades or something like that. Like Disney on ice. Right. Exactly. Okay, great. Good. I, I, so let me look that up so I can see that what that looks like. 
Well, they have just now changed the entire show for it. Oh, shit. Which is the downside. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have to end up going again. See how it's a- to to keep up on. Oh, oh yeah, sequel. here it is. Yeah. Marvel U- Marvel Universe Live. Yeah, they look like it looks like a when bunch I- of action figures being posed on like a uh, on like a stage set. Yeah, and they've completely changed it because they used to have like the uh, X Men in it, and now those X Men yeah, aren't in it. That makes sense. Although they might, I guess they could bring them back into it now. <laughs> so that's that's ridiculous. Oh yeah, look, here's Captain America's uh, on a motorcycle. There's a couple characters on motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. Those are that's important. what you're here to see. Is to you're to see people dressed as your favorite characters. Doing, doing, uh, doing stunts, doing crazy stunts. I see uh, Spider-Man busting through a table. I like that. So, is this considered? Are we considering this a fictional universe in the Marvel? Does this have its own world designation? Uh, it does not have an official one. Last I checked, that could Funny. have changed. Uh, how so? Are you comparing? Are you now comparing Marvel Live to this Eminem comic? Yes. Okay, great. So how how are you how are you feeling between the two of them? How do they match up? Which of them um, has the more coherent story? That is a hard question. Um, <laughs> I think Eminem Punisher has a slightly better one Great. and so that would put it right under a squirrel girl versus miss marvel fanfic comic that was published <laughs> and i think right under that is like a good location for it oh okay great and where what number would that be uh that was one that was also unnumbered la- uh when we originally ranked it but that was like just after that universe or just after that uh issue had come out uh, because that was all new, all different annual, yeah, all new, oh, I mean, all different I, Avengers annual number one. Oh, oh, I mean, I mean, what? How did you rank that universe? Like, where is this that that universe ranked? I'm just trying to get a sense of where this Eminem comic is going in the continuum of 500 sub ah. uh, universes. That will be our new number 145. Number 145. All right. Well, I have to say, if this. Is if this universe is one forty five, there you guys have read a lot of really shitty universes at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or we have a lot of stuff that like nothing happened. But I mean, also, it's Eminem Punisher is something that's what it says on the cover, right? It it tells its story and gets done with it. That's true. Yes, there is an, it, it is very efficient. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting that it's, I mean, there were some like legitimately like interesting things. It was, it was fun that Eminem managed to get the drop on Punisher. Um, it's, it's fun that the music council is, is the shadowy villain in the story. That's fun. Um, yeah, it's just like there's a lot of things that are like kind of head scratchy about it. You're like, hmm, that's a weird choice. But, uh, yeah, not the best, not the worst. In the middle there. Exactly. We're we're sort of uh, bottom-heavy. 
<laughs> right. I get that. Oh, man. So many horrible universes. I can only imagine. Yep. So now where can people find you online? Absolutely. They can find me uh, at Jeffrey Golden, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-G-O-L-D-E-N on Twitter. And uh, I'm always tweeting things, thoughts, feelings, occasionally pictures and videos. Um, Also, I'm an author and folks can check out my books on Amazon. I wrote one called Dream It, Screw It, that is an alternate universe about uh, Disney World, about the Disney theme parks. Um, that's a, a, the parody of, uh, of the world of Imagineering. And uh, I also did a book, uh, a game called Wet Hot American Summer Fantasy Camp, which is a role-playing game based on uh, the hit film. I highly recommend all of your stuff that I have read, including What Out American Summer Fantasy Camp and Dream It, Screw It. What should I pick up next? Ooh. For, you mean, is it of mine? Uh, something of mine? Or just, yeah, or... Yeah. Uh, yeah, something of uh, the Devastator Press brand. Oh, yeah, because I, I run a, a publishing company with uh, my partner, Amanda, and we've published a lot of hilarious, crazy books. That folks can get at devastatorpress.com or at their local bookstore. Um, are you a fan of, of tech? Are you a tech guy? I kind of hate technology. It's awful, and I hate Facebook and all that stuff now. Oh, well, maybe you'll appreciate this then. You have strong feelings about tech. Yes. Um, so uh, I recommend a book uh, by one of our authors, Leslie Cena. Um, she wrote a book called Restart Me Up. And it's a fake oral history about the making of Windows 95. So uh, it's just the completely untrue story of how Windows 95 came to be. Uh, and uh, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. It makes fun of 90s computing, of old school computer stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought of it just because I think of Eminem as sort of a 90s thing. And so uh, if, you like, uh, if you like jokes about uh, Usenet groups, 28 baud modems, all that garbage. Uh, yeah, you'll uh, you'll enjoy this immensely. It's one of my favorites that we published. It's really good. Wonderful. So my normal co-host is Devin, who you can find on Twitter at, at FredoFett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And you can also find him with me on the Exiled podcast, where I heard you might also be making an appearance mm-hmm. soon. That's very true. Mm, playing, uh, I'm going to be playing the... Nope, 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 no spoilers, no spoilers. Oh, can I do, what about like a teaser that's like a half, that's like you, it's like a puzzle to, to tease the audience? We'll see by not giving them anything, that is going to be the biggest tease there is because... Fair enough, fair, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh... We have a Patreon where uh, if you are backing at the $10 a month level, we are actually getting some figures in next week that we are going to be sending out to all of our $10 or more backers. Or if you've been backing at like the $5 level for a while, I will also probably hook you up with a set of uh, figures of the Exiled characters, which will be the easiest way to get all of the figures, including the convention exclusive and the Patreon exclusive figures. There's going to be more on that. Like for a bookshelf? Uh, they, oh, you can put them on there. It will require a bit of work, but there are going to be some uh, cards that are printed with illustrations by Chris Schweitzer, who is a very oh, good artist. 
who is a very good artist. That sounds super mm-hmm. cool. And like a good deal for like a $10 pledge. I mean, most, most yeah, other, uh, you know, podcast patrons, you know, for 10 bucks, you know, maybe you'll get a, a, an early episode every so often. With you, you're giving people figures. That's a pretty that, that's really cool. That's really generous and really cool deal. You know, it's even better with my Patreon. You get early episodes for as little as, as, as a, a dollar. dollar. That's it. Of our. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. that's very good. Yep, that's a good Patreon. Thank you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at at Coltrick, That's K O L T R E G, or at LukeHair.com, which uh, I I need to update because I may be working on a new podcast coming soon, which. Uh, I am excited about it. It's got a very good, dumb premise that will actually hopefully reach a larger audience than the two podcasts that I do on alternate universe comics that can be difficult to get well, into. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I'm excited. I'm excited for the new things. I am glad to hear that. Uh, next week on the podcast, do you know what I'm doing? What do you, you cover? Well, I am going to be uh, getting back with Devin as we are covering New Exiles, numbers 7 uh, through 10. Uh, new Exiles. That's... Mm-hmm. Chris Claremont uh, is well, are those Is that out? That's out. No, no, no. You're thinking of the good series that is not out yet by oh, Saladin. Oh, yeah, Ahmed. yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I was really excited about that. What if... <laughs> yeah, no, this this is Chris Claremont writing weird stuff with Sage, uh, who nobody likes. Is Morph in it? Yeah, Morph is still... Good. Morph is always well, at least you it. got Morph. You got more Morph to look forward to. Morph! You didn't let them behind, soldier boy. <laughs> or Morph. And that wraps us up for this week. Uh, we've also got an interview with Heather Antos coming up. And we're having a special fan fiction-focused piece that will also be coming out later this month. So lots of things to look forward to. Uh, check out the podcast at multiverseq.com. Like, rate, and review, and do all of that other fun stuff. And I will see you all next week. Jeffrey, thank My you pleasure. again for Thanks coming for on. Thanks for listening. This one's for Hank.